It's March 1st. <laughs> what? It is March. It is March 1st. The Ides of March. No. That's uh, March 15th. That's March 15th. Well, next one. We have a whole episode name for it. Don't forget to change your clocks. We're not even doing anything. Oh, anyway. It's the change your clocks on March 15th. The no. Ides? Oh. The <laughs> so many oh. confusing. We were like, look at the calendar. Oh my gosh. What's happening? I know what's happening. <laughs> I, right. You two aren't here. I don't well, know what podcast even, you're well, on. Not a clue. Today, we are hoping this pod podcast brings you rest we, yeah, we, should have, we should have some like, ASMR, ASMR. Just no we should talk a little bit about no one wants to we're going to be talking a little bit about rest Shwayo. today <gasps> what do you feel about rest <laughs> yeah. we, I'm like eating my microphone <laughs> if you want to skip this <laughs> uh, we'll so uh, today we have uh, our guest Oh, you are Greg, uh, who wrote a book on rest on, and how we should be rethinking it. So I uh, hope you guys stick around, grab a drink. We are about to get started with Greg. Sit back, kick it off, <laughs> kick your shoes straight off, off your, kick your whatever, face. Whatever's kick on any, you, kick it off. Kick it straight off. Your children, grab a beer, kick beer. your kids. Your, no. Uh, <laughs> Do not, no abuse. All right, uh, here we go. Hello, friends. Hello. Uh, We have a guest today, Gregory D. Hall, author, pastor, podcaster. I'm trying to remember what else I read. Um, Ex-youth pastor. (laughs) Yeah, ex-youth pastor. Aren't you all? Like, aren't all pastors <laughs> ex-youth pastors? I, I think parts? that's where the, everybody started, yeah. Or yeah, yeah. worship pastor, I suppose, your, if you can sing. The cool ones are worship Gotta get pastors. trapped somewhere. <laughs> um, Greg wrote a book called Rethinking Rest, Why Our Approach to Sabbath Isn't Working. Um, and Evan and I, at least, uh, read <laughs> the intro hey. and the first chapter. I have done all the heavy lifting until now. <laughs> uh, Jesse used... Um, chat gpt to uh to scan get it. some notes of what you're <laughs> i see so if you want to chat... know your book is on chat chat g or chat gpt knows about your book. yeah yeah, yeah that's so good yeah. For you, basically <laughs> the issue is i do all the tech and <laughs> we have issues time. with with skype call, or not even skype just online calling people because <sighs> of all the mics and everything doesn't compress I, the right I way just like to give you so i panic doing that for hours because it never works the like same way twice. Anyway. And you don't read. And also don't read. I mean, read. I probably yeah. wouldn't have anyway. But if you have an audiobook, I'm all about it. <laughs> I'm working on the audio. Yeah. All right. Are you, I, it's either that or I have Jen read it to me while we're working. That's, that's true. What I've, we've done that's that. That's happened. Um, let's, uh, so we have Greg here. We're going to talk to him about his book, um, some church experience, all that good stuff. But in the meantime, what are we drinking? So this this episode has been sponsored by... Oh. Steve the Brewer. Oh, like, Steve, Steve, Steve Lennox. Steve Lennox the Brewer uh, at, at Prairie Street. We're yeah. going to throw it out to him specifically because he uh, gave us a quarter keg of beer. <laughs> yeah. We did not, disclaimer, we did not drink at all. No, this is from a party. Before this episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Super Bowl party we had last night, he brought it to you, and now we have plenty of leftover. Yeah. And that is now our, our sponsor. Just sitting in a today. tub of ice <laughs> right next to us. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yes. So, uh, do you have what? What are you up to over there? Do you have uh, well, anything you're sipping? At? I've got a capped bottle of uh, the Pelican Breweries Kawanda 
pre-prohibition cream ale. So I'm representing the Northwest with this. I've got, uh, I'm not a huge beer drinker. I uh, have this in the garage for when guests come over. Nice. And uh, so, yeah, Pelican is on the coast, uh, Oregon coast. And okay, it's cool. Well respected. I've not had that one. <laughs> Search it out. Yeah, I haven't heard of them. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think we would we'll start with just a couple like the uh Cliff Notes version of like an about you. So kind of um where you came from, what you're doing now, what you're up to, anything you want to share with us um in that regard. And then we'll go from there. Very good. Well, thanks for having me on. I just have one question. You yeah, you said mm-hmm. it was a quarter keg was donated was that yeah. like yeah. because somebody drank three quarters of it before they gave it to you <laughs> yeah. or? no it's like uh it's it's literally the quarter size, size of a keg oh so, so like it's a, a smaller size got it okay <laughs> yes, that makes sense. oh wow <laughs> we just lifted it and let it drip it's about it. 40 like 16 ounce beers it's what steve told me yesterday yeah, yeah. so so we well, that should be more than drink. enough for this episode. I so think it'll be. Yeah. We have we'll another see. interview after you today, so we better. <laughs> we're going to sip slowly yeah. on this one. Very good. I'm Yeah, I'm working on yeah. some peppermint tea myself. So. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 Got to cool the, the vocals. Yeah. Um, yep. Awesome. So, so uh, just no, introducing myself, uh, former pastor. Before I was a pastor, though, I was uh, in real estate sales for 18 years mm. here in Salem, Oregon. And before that, I taught junior high English, which just about as awful as a job you can get, but I thoroughly (laughs) enjoyed it. I was called for three years to do that and leaned in and it was, I was leaning in before leaning in was a a thing. So (laughs) yeah, but uh, yeah, I got my bachelor's to be a teacher. I did that for three years and then moved back. Uh, to my hometown where my wife and I, my high school sweetheart that I married, um, where we had grown up and my father-in-law owned a real estate company. So okay, I went from uh, a job that it's near impossible to get fired at to <laughs> a job where they don't pay you even if you're trying really hard. Oh. Yeah. 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 So it took me a little while to figure that out. I tell that story in my book a little bit. And then, um, did that for 18 years until 2008 when just the whole financial sector fell apart. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember that at all. Yeah. Yep. That was fun. Um, <laughs> I had gotten my master's in theology while I was doing that. So I uh, started working at a church as a youth pastor, got some young life background, got some youth yeah. ministry stuff in my past. So cool. um, did that for seven years and then transitioned into different roles in the church as an associate pastor. Got my doctorate while I was doing that. And then I started teaching Bible survey courses um, at a few local universities around here. So, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of my history. I got out of that uh, in 2020. The pandemic teaching was awful, by the way. I don't know if yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> pandemic did a lot of stuff. That was bad. Yeah. And teaching online freshman uh, survey courses, not, you know, didn't survive. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. So were so, you already working on your book at that point or like with it, like during all of that or. Yeah. How, when so did I you started start that part. Yeah. Um, the idea for my book, the original idea came out of my master's program in 2006. So this has been okay. part of, part of harness to me for a while. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I turned it into my doctoral thesis, my major project for my doctoral project. And uh, that was on this topic. And then I, because mm-hmm. nobody likes reading doctoral projects. <laughs> yeah. um, I rewrote I mean, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. Started yourself. rewriting Speak it in 2019. Yourself. So, or three okay. or so odd years into this mm-hmm. version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And where'd you go for uh, your uh, post secondary, secondary, post tertiary? <laughs> I'm not sure what the question is. <laughs> no, yeah. Where'd you go uh, for when you got your master's in theology and your doctoral program? Oh. Yeah, master's in theology, uh, graduated with a degree from Faith Seminary in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Uh, They had a, for a short time, they had a branch campus in my hometown. So I was just taking classes locally and Mm -hmm. it turned into a master's from that uh, organization. And then uh, I did an online hybrid thing with Knox Mm -hmm. out of uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida for my doctoral stuff. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So So I got some Baptist in my master's. Got some Presbyterian in my uh-huh. doctorate, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah. I don't consider myself either one of those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, where have you taught? Did you teach like college, undergrad? Right, you said like freshman yeah. level. Yep. Yeah, mostly Bible survey. There, we've got George Fox University in Newburgh uh, yep. here mm-hmm. near Portland, and yeah. then. Uh, Corbin University used to be Western Baptist way back in the day. Okay. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So is this uh, book uh, your first one that you've kind of jumped out and started trying to write, or have you been writing for a while? This is this is my first attempt. Nice. Yeah. And it just came out, right? In January? It just came out, right? yeah, in February. And February, okay. Specifically, uh, because of supply chain issues, I like saying that because it makes me sound really important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we got yeah. Supply chain uh, issues really. Uh, it launched in February, but then or in January, at the end of January, and then really, copies started being delivered in February, mm-hmm. and some people still haven't. And I'm sure that by this, by the time this comes out, we'll just call it my book launch month. Mark, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So the book is called Rethinking Rest. Um, can I guess to kind of help us start on this idea of Sabbath and wherever, wherever this conversation takes us, give us a little background on why, like what drew you to the topic and kind of the journey of the book as you were writing it. Yeah, good. Uh, so I don't, I'm not really a big Sabbath guy from when when somebody says I'm a big Sabbath guy, <laughs> you're usually talking about some form of the fourth commandment, that seventh day yeah. keeping a day of rest, twenty four hour period of time type thing. So I've never been really a huge follower of that. I it, mm. literally this came into my master's program when I was going through the book of Hebrews in a survey course. And um I noticed that chapters three and four of Hebrews, the author spoke speaks for the better part of two chapters on this idea of rest mm-hmm. and yeah. um, notice that he was take uh, the author. I say he, but we don't know the author of Hebrews yeah. could be a woman. I like to think it's it was 2023. It's they, <laughs> they, them, the author yeah. of Hebrews, right? <laughs> That's good. Um, I like to think that the author uh would take us straight back to the fourth commandment in Exodus 20 
And surprisingly, he steers clear of Moses and the whole law in his argument, which I just found fascinating because that's where we tend to go with the topic uh, in modern day. So that's kind of how I got uh, started on the idea. And then later, this guy, John Walton, had written a lot of different books on uh, what rest is in uh, Mm -hmm. Genesis chapter one and two, that idea. And yeah. I got introduced to Walton's work, and that became kind of an integral part of uh, how I present my thought. So hmm. that's a little yeah. background. So can you expand on your definition of rest and why it's important? That's, uh, I think, one of the questions we have written down. here. So you, when you ask the question, yeah. let me just throw it back at you. When you say yes. why rest is important, how would you frame the definition of rest? Because this is how I usually start. Uh, conversations yeah. uh, I'll, because if we're not talking about the same thing, then uh, it's going to sound kind of wonky when mm. get further yeah, down. So how do you view rest, Jesse? I was just trying to lead the conversation. <laughs> I <don't> have <laughs> well, yeah, guy, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because I just did a sermon on rest. Jesse doesn't remember because he doesn't listen. I but don't on, rest um, or listen to Evan, so neither have applied to me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. The uh, probably like a month or no. Not a month ago. It's almost March. Uh, well, it's halfway through February. <laughs> the in like we're leading up to Advent, we did a series on Genesis one through eleven, and I I dove into Walton's uh, work, like Lost World of Genesis and and stuff like that. Um, and just that I, it really is, and this might be, uh, well, probably is where where you're headed. The idea of we tend to think of rest as relaxation, escape, uh, 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 decompression, but that word rest in scripture does not mean that at all, <laughs> right? It, like it really does not mean sitting on your couch, throwing on some Netflix, watching Squid Game, whatever. Like it doesn't mean Squid that. Game. Is that what Squid called? Game was yeah. not restful? Let's be honest. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Very, right. yeah. yeah. But I think, oh, but in our uh, American life, we we think rest is any time you're not doing work. Mm. We think rest. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, that's so, not the biblical model. Yeah, but that's how we've defined it, and so most believers, most people that grew up in the church or are being introduced to this idea from a church perspective. They're kind of, uh, we go back to that basis idea that rest is somehow talking about physical rest first and foremost mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, lying in a hammock on a beach somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But when you get into the Bible, it's pretty clear from the get go that, you know, that's not what Jesus is talking about. Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight is the common yeah. one that a lot of people remember is, you know, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, we think that means a really good one day a week off yeah, from yeah. physical labor, but we just haven't read the rest of his statement because he goes on to say, you know, it's really not rest for your body. It's rest for your soul yeah. that I'm talking about. And then he does a weird thing. He attaches the whole idea to a yoke. Yeah, yoke and burden and, yeah. Yeah, and we like to think, well, he says his yoke is light and easy, so that must mean hammock and not (laughs) any work. Um, Uh But 
you know, biblically speaking, I just, uh, just before the interview here, I recorded the latest episode of my podcast, which is all about yokes. So that'll be out by the time this comes out. Nice. Yeah. And I've gone back in the old Testament and I've looked at the concept of yokes and how it's presented. And obviously that idea starts as a farm on the farm, you know, binding two animals together. Yeah. But it's the whole concept is based on this idea of it's based in work. And so Jesus says, I'm going to give you rest. And then the very next thing he says is take the instrument of work upon your back that I'm offering you. So it just goes to show that, you know, we've kind of missed this idea of rest. We've misapplied it. We've misunderstood it. Uh, I think there's probably some more depth that we can go into. And that's kind of what I was trying to do in my book is try and take some modern scholarship, right? The John Walton's idea totally accepted within academia. Uh, You go to most seminaries, except maybe Baptist ones. (laughs) <laughs> for some reason, they don't know John Walton very well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you go to most seminary level um, Bible classes, and they're going to be fully on board with what Walton has written about what rest is on the seventh day. Mm-hmm. And it's somehow not made its way into the modern vernacular within the church walls with the you know the laity. So, yeah, that's what I'm yeah. trying to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and from your book, I, it, it was, uh, I love the idea that, um, I probably have this wrong and correct me, but as you know, God's rest on the seventh day is not, it's not, again, it's not that relaxation. It's that rule and bringing of order to like, there's a ruling of, and a bringing of order to all things. Yeah. Is that so right? Yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. Y- Basically, the idea of the creation account from Genesis 1 and the beginning of chapter 2 there where the seventh day is, mm-hmm. um, the first six days are, and I'm just repeating what Walton has written and several other people have recognized, the first six days are bringing function and order to the cosmos. Yeah. That's in chaos. I mean, we get yeah. the chaos idea from you know chapter 1, verse 2. Yeah, you know the earth is there, but it's covered by water. There's nothing really functioning. Mm-hmm. The luminaries are not in place. There's no seasons or years or time mechanisms or anything. So first yeah. six days are just bringing function and order to the chaos, setting up the rules by which this whole thing's going to work. Yeah, and it's that activity uh, at the end of day six that God rests from or stops. The Shabbat there is just the ceasing. Uh, so first six days work, bringing function and order, that is done. It's very good at the end of day six. That just means everything's in its place, doing what it was made to do. Yeah. And then day seven starts, and say day seven is the day of ceasing, and we want to think, because of the fourth commandment, we want to think that that's a ceasing of all work. But in the ancient Near Eastern context, rest was this idea of the rules have been set and now the ruling begins. So kings would, or gods, pagan gods would rest. And the way they rest is by sitting on their throne and beginning their rule. So it's not a lack of activity. It's a beginning of a different type of activity. And that's what the ceasing is talking about. We're, We're not going back into day six, the first six days anymore. 
the organization has been set, and now God rules, and he's invited us in day six to rule along with him, and in so doing, participate in his rest rule. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I want. Uh, have you looked at? Uh, I have not, but have you looked at um, the idea of you know Genesis one right before the seventh day, where God says you create man and woman in His image, or create man in His image, male and female create, and he uh, he gave them rule over the earth. Is that the same concept? Do you think, or is it a slightly different? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't looked at. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right on point there. Uh, God says, yeah. "Make us, uh, let us make man," and that's humanity, mm-hmm. right? That's not yeah. guys. Yeah. Let us make humanity in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule. Part of yeah. the way I present it in the book is yeah. the first six days. What what God's doing is giving everything a place to be and something yeah. to do. Yeah, place and function. Yeah. Yeah, so a place to be and something to do. And that has led to my wristbands. Uh, let's just introduce this. My wristband that I've got a, an acronym. It's kind of a parody on the WWJD thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my, my acronym is W-M-P-T-B-A-T-T-D question mark. And uh, Are you trying to decipher as he was saying yeah. it, the letters just None. kept going. <laughs> yeah, W M P T B A T T D question mark. <laughs> yeah, it, it only took my mom three weeks to remember what it was, and she was yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole time. Uh, uh, it's, it's working. It's working. it's a question. What's my place to be and thing to do? So, yeah. mm. as humanity, we're all you know we're participating in that sixth day of creation. We've been given. Um, a chance to rule alongside with God. Yeah. And in so doing, we are image bearing. When we do it well, we bear his image well. Yeah. We give, we give the world a chance to see what God's like when we rule well with him under his yeah. first six days of order. But then if we try and go back into the first six days ourselves, this is what Adam and Eve tried to do. Yeah. Uh, they tried to reorder the first six days under their own mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. And uh, God kicked them out of the place of rest. Yeah. And so we're doing the same type of stuff. We're just not image bearers. We're not doing our job as image bearers very well. And we don't function under his rule and order. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense at all? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it that leads right into kind of the the story of Noah in general is the story of a re reengaging of the rest, reengaging of the rule. Uh things got out of hand. Humanity kind of did a whole bunch of stuff. And Noah, his name literally means I don't know, bringer of rest or something. Yeah, yeah. I got that from Walton or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, totally. Yeah. So did I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's that it's that rebringer of rest or that reordering or reestablishing the creative order i guess uh, how many times we, it's like uh it's like a veep episode order 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 i don't know <laughs> if you've ever seen the show veep um but you know that rebringing of that established creative intention almost of rest of like you said place uh place and functionality or place and purpose or place and 
place and purpose very churchy thing because they start both start with p but you know yeah yeah, yeah you can make a sermon out of that because yeah phonetically mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 it works great three yeah. bullet points yeah. you just need well, another like p that. in there somewhere yeah, yeah. place <laughs> purpose and practice Ooh, uh, nailed ooh. it These are good. sunday morning <laughs> tune in <laughs> So so, I, so let me just oh, ask the question because um, wh- where I usually get in conversations when I go talk to people, we're so encamped in this fourth commandment idea mm-hmm. of physical rest. When I when I just say biblical rest, what uh, and maybe Sabbath, right? Let's throw yeah. Sabbath into that. What just comes to mind to you guys? I mean, what pops in your head based on your exposure to either the Bible or church world or whatever? Yeah. Um, I, so I grew up Catholic, um, and I, I don't really remember even much discussion of Sabbath, like that may be something the priest practiced, but it wasn't something they were like, I wasn't, we were encouraged to do. I definitely didn't grow up in a house that had any sort of Sabbath talk, if you will, which is interesting. And so my main experience with it would be more like the Jewish tradition of uh, Shabbat, right? So, and like removing all, like not working in any capacity, like doing no anything physical, um, no electricity, no sparking electricity, any of that was more of what I knew of Sabbath, like a very, uh, um, I don't want to say extreme because it's not extreme to them, but like a to me that seemed extreme having no experience with it. So I never, it wasn't something I even heard about of like us putting into practice in our lives, probably until I started going to a more evangelical church. Um, and I think I had one, we had one pastor who kind of encouraged like a don't work 24 hours, like at whatever point in the week works for you. Um, so definitely more of a, just a physical work type of Sabbath Mm -hmm. was my experience. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up evangelical more or less and it, it it was never like a a thing that we were told like is important or mandatory. Yeah. It was just more of a, you know, like it's, well, yeah, you're commanded to do that. So we're going to, you know, take the day off, rest, do, you know, like. Like you said, kind of the the stereotypical thought process of like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of take it easy today, you know. I'm just I need a rest, and I think uh, that's like really what whatever pushed forward in my head. I think like you were saying, the the biggest push I think I've ever heard was more of the whole, let's take an intentional like step away from our devices. Let's take a step away from these things, shut them off for the day, mm-hmm. pray, meditate, think, you know. But like it. Beyond that, it was it was never really a. This is something we really should talk about, and let and let's really hone in on on why it's important. And I think it was just vaguely said it was important, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's always been more of a buzzword type of a, a yeah, yeah. thing. And like when people are going through like a busy time in their life, then they're like, oh, I just really need to implement Sabbath back into my life or like a very much a trendy uh, Christianese (laughs) type of thing. And I, but reading, I mean, granted I haven't read the whole book yet, but um, even just reading like the intro in the first chapter, I was like, most of this is not, it makes so much more sense to me um, that I'm like, Oh, I, I I think we've missed the mark quite a bit. And I was, I, I said, I grew up Catholic 
we barely yeah, we didn't you. really talk about it. So yeah, I heard you. <laughs> the walls are thin. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I, well, how did you grow up looking at yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Answer that. We part. didn't. We didn't really care. But the um, <laughs> about the idea. But I think it's funny. Before I even uh, started your book, I I was talking to somebody a few weeks ago about the idea that because uh, we're in a at our church a series about what it looks like to engage in culture that's a kind of like a it's a whole thing like yeah, anyhow but the i was talking to a friend and we were talking about how uh society like because we're, we're very at least at our church we're very anti um the idea of of cultural dualism there's secular culture versus sacred culture and we were talking about how no, there's a wandering, and so when I read, you know, your book, and you were talking about Joshua, and it was a, it was an ending of the wandering, all said and done. Like it wasn't the stopping of doing; it was just the ending of the, of the searching, if you will. And if you look at our culture, and more and more I think about Sabbath, at least for me today, it's, oh no, it's it's the bringer going back to the other P word. It's the bringer of of purpose. Come to me all you you could almost say, Come to me all you who are weary and heavenly, and I will give you purpose. Yeah. Take you know, like true not just like purpose like in a Rick Warren way. <laughs> like, you know, he uh, he's great, but like purpose in like, oh, this is actually what God has created me for and was created this community for, rather than, hey, I'm out here kind of searching for some sort of spiritualism that is never gonna come to me. And Jesus over here saying, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you purpose. I will give you something to do. <laughs> W-M-P-B-D question mark. Yeah. That was not enough yeah. letters. I tried it really hard. It was too short. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly yeah, that, so, right? Like, I mean, those two questions. Yeah. Sure. Uh, one of the examples I give, uh, I date myself with all my movie examples because I'm <laughs> over 50. And so I go back, you know, but Napoleon yeah, yeah. Dynamite, is that a thing? With, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, I mean, so yeah. good. I mean, Some to us. Are to us. <laughs> not, not, to the, not to the kids, but yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I talk about Uncle Rico in the book. And if you remember Uncle oh. Rico, he's the mm -hmm. kind of really awkward middle-aged guy that just can't get yeah. past his senior year in high school, right? Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> he was the backup quarterback, right? He yeah. Totally mm -hmm. thinks that if he had been put in, they would have won state, definitely. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just talk about how each of us, um, that's a condition that each of us in humanity has been given certain gifts and talents. And this fits into other Bible topics, you know, the whole body metaphor of how mm -hmm. some people are certain parts of the body and other people are other parts, and we have been given gifts and talents. Yeah. And so God gives us things to do and gifts us to do certain things. And each one of us is different. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is the stuff I yeah. like to do are not things that you are probably liking to do on a regular basis. And thank yeah. God that they're not the same because yeah. life would be pretty boring. Yeah. So uh, the problem with uncle Rico though, in the example is he just didn't learn how to pivot. So yeah. He got done with his senior year. He had a sweet spot, right? That's what I call them, sweet mm -hmm. spots. And that sweet spot went away, and he was supposed to find new meaning and purpose somewhere yeah. else. 
And that's the way life is. So it's a continual search for that place to be and thing to do. And those are changing yeah. sometimes on a daily basis, but mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, every decade we find a new thing to do. Um, yeah. Especially but, if you're Jesse. <laughs> well, you <laughs> can, we can spend more time so on that later. Maybe I have, <laughs> I have lots of purpose. <laughs> Well, just in my own example, you know, I mean, I started out teaching for three years and that mm-hmm. was definitely, you know, prior to turning in early twenties, I was just going to be a teacher my whole life. I kind of knew that I, that's where I was going to be. And then I found myself in real estate. What a weird transition yeah. mm-hmm. and eventually confirmed. Yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be and gifts and talents. And I was able to do well. I hit a sweet spot for a period of time and then transitioned into something different. And so I think that's kind of the question and that leads to how you can be at rest. And again, it's not a physical thing. It's not taking time off. It's not any of that. It's where is, where do you find your soul at rest? And usually this connects with people. People find that their soul is at rest when they know they're where they're supposed to be. Yeah. I know I'm in the job I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I can I can do stuff that, you know, is kind of tedious because this is this is my job. This is where I'm supposed to be right now. Yeah. And then life will change that and something else God will kind of lead you to another place. Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny, uh I'm my fam my family of origin is is fairly connected with the Amish. And uh we all we always think oh Amish they're all just farmers and you know furniture makers they 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 farm during the day and they build chairs at night kind of a thing but in reality like they that's not really how they function like some people have farms some people have mm-hmm. saddle making businesses some people have furniture making some people are uh like just I don't know like salespeople like they they're like hey we here's a blueprint for a barn we're gonna sell the blueprint and help you build the barn or whatever, you know, usually to non-Amish. They'll do it for free for the Amish, but non-Amish, it's like, hey, here, guess what? $150,000 for a barn or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, but they there's a concept, I think, there of uh, any sort of, of those Anabaptist traditions. You find a greater understanding truly of what it means to to live a purposeful life. That is that is not consumed by the Western ideal of success and money, and because I think that that ideal brings us unrest. It brings us the opposite of what does it like to rest in the spirit and to have a still soul as we are doing something and as we are yeah. contributing to society, not just ourselves. Yeah, that's good. So. Would 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 there be anything that you would suggest for anyone who is feeling that like super restless soul behavior at that point? Like, is there a good way to kind of approach? Like, what do I do with that? Of saying, you know, I don't feel at peace. I don't feel at rest. I don't feel like where I should be. You know, I I think a lot of people have a hard time learning to pivot. You know, I pivot before I need to pivot. That's what I do. So but like photography, <laughs> ice cream, photography, bourbon, photography, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. music. Like, I forgot. Thank you. Yeah, my other main source of everything. Um, <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, it's just, I guess, do you have any suggestions for people that are going through that kind of stuff or ha- never really have learned to, to pivot? I mean, cause I feel like that's, it's, it's oddly normal for people to not know what to do with that. Yeah. You know? So I, I talk about this, uh, the book is broken into seven chapters, which is perfect for biblical rest idea. The whole seven yeah, concept for sure. Yeah. Um, but then when I got with John Walton and he started doing some edits, he brought like, <laughs> Oh, you forgot to talk about all these things. And it's yeah. like, you really need to write another chapter. And I'm like, I, it's a seven chapter book. I can't write like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a chapter uh-huh. on rest. So it became my afterward. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how you get uh, I talk about, What's that introduction? That's how you get around the chapter thing. You have an introduction and an afterward. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of this weird nine chapter rest book. Um, (laughs) Semantic. So uh, I get into some of the practical stuff uh, in that afterward. I call it the eighth day because uh, we all assume that uh, God took seventh day off from all work. And then he had, my question is what God do on the eighth day. Yeah. And it, coming out of that first chapter of Genesis, it's pretty clear that God's working on the seventh day and that that seventh day never ends. There's no evening morning motif repeated mm. at the end of the yeah. seventh day, like the first six days. So whatever God entered into on day seven, he's continuing it on day eight. Yeah. So as we get to our eighth day uh, and continue to uh, try and rule with God under the parameters that he's given, I just... Uh, what I think we should do, and this is part of that deconstruction reconstruction theme that you guys talk about a lot on your podcast, yeah, is let's stop thinking about Sabbath in terms of taking time off of work for 24 hours one day a week, because yeah. that's just distracting us from mm-hmm. whatever it is that Jesus is talking about. Yeah. Uh, it's distracting us from how to pivot well. It's distracting mm-hmm. us from, because we get done with that day of work because we're physically exhausted. And then we go back to the same job that we had. Yeah. So this concept of Sabbath, what I suggest is uh, we should start using it as an idea to test the waters of what God's put on our plate that maybe we're not even considering because we're so yeah. busy with maybe something where we've gotten caught in the curse a day world out there in something that we're not really gifted to do. Yeah. So if you want to start with this concept, maybe one day a week, if that's where you want to start, um, take that one day a week and just say, you know, what is it that I'm gifted to do? What kind of opportunities is God bringing across my plate? Who is it that I'm having conversations with and start exploring areas of life that might lead to something else. Yeah. And, yeah. And in doing so, you're going to find out if it's a good fit or not, you know? Yeah. 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 There's a great, uh, <clears throat> a great quote I read recently from Andy Crouch, uh, the, the culture and technology guy, the Christian culture and technology. guy. Um, he wrote, uh, this is kind of, it's a dig to, it's really a, just a dig, or he said this, it's a dig to our idea of, one day off. So he says you only, uh, he basically, he says you only get Sabbath if you've had creative work. And what he's implying is when you get Sabbath, there are millions of other people who are like that idea of Sabbath, like a day off. There are millions of other people around the world who are 
doing something to offer you a day off. So like your day off is Netflix or whatever. There are millions of other people around the world who are building algorithms to make sure that you have your Netflix for your day off. So the whole idea is like, no, Sabbath isn't about the day off. It's about the recentering, reorienting your life around the purpose. It's, it's, it's the idea of bring yourself back into the, the, the real call of your life. And is that not just, I mean, in an ideal world, something we're practicing every day and not, uh, for just one, like just saying, Oh, on Sundays, that's like my God day, you know, like I'm, I'd go to church, but then in the afternoon I like rest. But even if you're talking spiritually resting, like, I mean that God day, right? I do rest after church. (laughs) You take a nap. I take a nap immediately. (laughs) <laughs> but that's different. That's not sap. That's not rest, right? Like no, that's yeah. what we're. That's the whole yes, thing. Taking but, a nap. But yeah. I think it's I taking a nap and yelling at my kids every time they wake me. Up. A, <laughs> shut up. Why would you? <laughs> but I think it was in the. It may Very have centering. <laughs> it may have been in the um, some of the like questions that were on your uh, media page. I don't remember this, but you had rest as a spiritual practice listed somewhere, or maybe I read it. I don't remember exactly where I put it, but that was a. Um, kind of a good uh, place for me to put that in my mind of saying like it's not that eliminates the physical part if it's a spiritual practice right so it's a a mindset or it's a a, a focusing of my spiritual part of my life um, that isn't I mean it's just not physical it's not sitting on the couch it's not turning off every device I own <laughs> Or what yeah, you turning yeah. off the router so you can't get well, on that's Netflix? That's a good thing to do. You, oh, you should, should do that. You also, turn but. off the devices. Yeah, but, yeah. And and by spiritual, uh, want to just confirm that we're not talking about spiritual disciplines because that's a whole thing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. yep. like, I can practice fasting. That's a that's yep. a definitely a physical thing, but it's a spiritual discipline. And some yeah. people treat the Sabbath the same way. Is this one yeah. day a week? becomes this repetitive spiritual discipline that God's calling us to. And I think focusing on that is taking away from, again, Jesus doesn't say, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I'll give you one day a week off. That's that's not his offer. He's talking about uh, the fulfillment of that idea. And the longer that we focus on the repetitive nature of a shadow ministry, this Old Testament Sabbath idea, we're not focusing on whatever it is that Jesus has for us, which is a full every day. What I love is that every day that you brought up, because that's what the author of Hebrews does. That's what caught my eye early on, uh, Hebrews 4, 7. Again, he fixes a certain day today saying through David, uh, Psalm 95, he's quote, that he quotes, today if you hear his voice, don't harden your hearts like those people in the Old Testament did. Respond well, in other words, today. Yeah. And so I often end my talks or my conversations with the idea that what what day is the Sabbath, which, you know, that's controversial in modern conversations. That just goes yeah. into a cul-de-sac and it dead ends. <laughs> you don't get past yeah, yeah. it usually. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. according to the author of Hebrews, today's the Sabbath, which just opens up the whole topic to how am I going to respond today? 
Am I going to allow Jesus, with the yoke that I've put on my back that he offered to me, right, as a part of this rest, am I going to let him guide me and direct me to the places that he would have me do my work? Hmm. And if not, I'm fighting against that. And I'm going back into the first six days and trying to recreate an order that is not his. Yeah, And that's the, our taste of the forbidden fruit. That's what Adam and Eve did. Yeah. Yeah. I I go back to like when Jesus healed on, you know, the, the daily, the, the weekly Sabbath, you find almost a, Hey, yeah. Almost a a personal or a a perspective of, yeah, you just, you're not getting it. (laughs) Like, like, Oh, you know, like, uh, you know, because they're like, oh, you healed on the Sabbath. That's against the rules. And but in reality, Jesus is—you could almost almost hear him be like, "No, you're not getting it. You're not understanding that. Uh, the, I am doing the purposeful work that needs to be done, and that yeah, some of you are fishermen. And so the reason, so I think the reason why there was a day is because some of you are fishermen, some of you are farmers, some of you are, I don't know tax collectors, whatever. And, but okay, take the day because you are all humans, take the day to recenter your life. But now that we have Jesus, it's take moment by moment to recenter your life. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I listened to your episode on purpose, right? And it's Mm -hmm. that same idea. Uh, All of humanity is looking for what's this thing all about? Why am I here? Yeah. And yeah, the beauty of the biblical message, whether you believe it as a human or not, is yeah. that there's somebody else that created a function and order, and we don't have to do that work ourselves. All we have to do is fall under his authority. Yeah. And when we do, oh, our soul's at rest. Yeah. And who doesn't want that? I mean, who yeah. who doesn't who wants to live in the chaos? Some people thrive in chaos yeah. just because it's the only thing they know. I, well, and I was going to say, like, one of the things that I, I would push to people like me, because this is my natural reaction, is to f- when you find those moments in the spaces where you feel like, oh, I'm actually experience, experiencing, like, Sabbath, like, true soul rest, this is good. But in my head, I'm now going to monetize that. <laughs> like, how do I make money doing this? Or figure um, out what yeah. you forgot. Yeah, what yeah. am I not, what am I supposed yeah. to be doing? Yeah, like, or, and it's very easy to lose that because you just have, like, a redirect too much and easily, like... Uh, Jesse tape. is basically hobby. He has a lot of hobbies as jobs, but he wants the hobbies to make money. <laughs> <laughs> they do eventually. Well, well, if I'm stubborn enough, <laughs> if yeah. there's ever a time where that's true for anybody that wants to give it a shot right now, I mean, yeah. I, I look at uh, the, the, the ethos that I grew up in is that you're going to get trained for a job you're kind of going to do that job because that was the generation before me. They kind of did one thing their whole yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot. I'm watching my kids grow up. They're in their twenties and I'm just like, you can't make money doing that. And they're like, yeah. well, yeah, Watch yeah, you me. can. Yeah. Here's 18 <laughs> examples yeah, of how yeah. you can. And I'm like, well, that doesn't fit my little box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But that's the, uh, um, Oh crap. I can't remember what I was going to say. Us, us millennials have made that a, a, ha- a hobby. That's though. true. Yeah. How can it it's like but crappy? The yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. The oh, that's where I was going. Uh, 
you see a focus if you're ever on if you see commercials or you're watching YouTube, like half of the ads are for betterhelp.com, like the mm-hmm. online uh mental health uh, yeah, it's like therapy on therapy on like online therapy. And that obviously mental health has been a growing issue because quite frankly, people don't understand what it means to have a stillness in your soul and uh, a di- and understanding the direction that your soul is calling you towards. We're fighting against it. And the more we fight against that direction, the more uneasy we become and the more psychologically unhealthy we become because we're not realizing, oh, you know what? I don't need to become uh, a TikTok millionaire. What I need to become is somebody who is listening to what the spirit is calling me towards. And when you fight that battle, you get into your Cain killing Abel. You get into your uh, the inappropriate stuff with Noah. You get in, you know, Noah's kids. You get into, you know, uh, you know, the Tower of Babel. You get into, you know, Jacob and Esau. Even though, even though uh, Jacob, even though he did something super bad, it was like, all right. And you're the guy now, I guess. So, yeah, figure it out, kind of a thing, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you, you can get, just start with Adam and Eve, and every yeah. story thereafter yeah, is the story, the story of people yeah. trying to figure it out on their own. Yeah, and that causes rather than resting in the spirit, come to me, all you who are weary and have come to you know. Rather than doing that, we're trying to figure it out on our own, and it's yep. not it's not doing anything but causing us issues psychologically, spiritually relationally those uh, those kinds of things yeah yeah mm-hmm. should have been a psychiatrist no you'd be a <laughs> yeah, my wife's a counselor, my wife's a counselor <laughs> and the one thing that i uh the terminology i've used on this topic with with that perspective is are if we're if we're just looking at being less busy one day a week and we think that's mm-hmm. going to cure the condition of our soul what we're doing is we're just treating symptoms and we're not getting to the core issue. And I think what Jesus is inviting us to do is let's not, let's not define the opposite of rest as work. Let's define the opposite of rest as restlessness. And Jesse, I think you used that earlier. And I think that's exactly right. Um, Let's also not confuse the opposite of work or or opposite of rest is busyness because that's the way the majority of Sabbath books want to do is, you know, we're so tied to our phones and we need to put our phones away one day a week. And I actually listened to a podcast this last week where the lady was arguing that we shouldn't be using our phones in a, in a church service at all, even if we're reading the Bible from them, because that's Mm -hmm. sinful. And I'm just like, we're confusing symptoms with a core issue. The symptoms of, us with devices or whatever our distractions may be are different than biblical times, but they um, certainly had their own, right? Like whatever their, their um, distractions may have been like there, there's a, cause I was struggling a lot with not struggling with it, but it, it, the idea of this fourth commandment um, interpretation being so physical. Yeah. I just kept thinking like, Man, what else? Like, how many other things are we so tied to from that don't really haven't translated as well over yeah. the years, right? Yeah. Biblically, and we talk about this kind of stuff a lot, but specifically this of saying like 
what was going on in the culture that that was what made sense to them yeah. and was effective. Um, but also like, you know, we now have phones in our hands at all times, but yeah. what they were, I don't know, worried about all of the crops that aren't coming yeah. up or the ox that died yesterday, or you're bringing your stuff with you everywhere. So that type of restlessness. Yeah. Well, like Oregon, well, that's Oregon like, trail. Yes. Like well, my axe yeah. Typhoid yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> well, I go back to the, to the Amish idea like their quote unquote Sabbath day is Sunday, right? But the Sunday isn't filled with non work. Mm-hmm. It's it's different, you know. When the um, they get together for church and church is like three hours long, and they sing or whatever, and then they have a meal and people are cooking meals, and then after the meal, if somebody needs a barn or somebody needs something done, the whole community does it. Like it's it's not like oh we're not doing anything it's no we're actually coming back to the center of our purpose which is Christ community uh, building a culture that is centered around the Holy Spirit rather than oh you know I'm I'm a barber and I've been working I've been cutting hair for the past you know six days today I'm oh, yeah. just not going to cut hair and not do anything. It's no, we're actually going to reorient. At least that's how I see it. Kind of uh, reorient back to why do we do all those things so that this can be the center? Yeah, I think it can get confused a little bit too. But I think there's a, a a positive spot to say I'm doing something for myself and my my mental capacity and my soul needs some kind of respite, essentially, or feeling a purpose. But then also, then how do you swing that back? Like you said, to focus back to God. And I think that even gives it even a greater purpose rather than just in yourself. It's more of a, this, this is, this feels right. And how am I going to swing that now to say like, this is a God thing. This is why I'm doing this. And I think that's a lot of, uh, again, and a learning to pivot and realize it's not just about you either. Cause a lot of, it's very easy to make that about you, you know, and about one. Our faith is about us most of the time in modern Christianity. I feel like, yeah. Like what, I mean, that's what it's for, right? Like it's for me to feel good. It's for me to be holier than you. It's It's my personal Lord and savior, my personal, it's, it's all me, 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 me. And I think the, the, that's the easy thing to do is to attach it to me and how I feel, but then to take that bigger step to say like, okay, now how is this bigger picture? to showcase God's glory in this and all the, you know, so I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to piggyback on some of that, uh, Matthew chapter 11, where we, at the end of that chapter, we get that whole, uh, come to me, all you who are weary statement. Yeah. Chapter 12 continues the idea. He, he starts, uh, with this concept in verse eight, uh, for the son of man, that's him obviously is mm-hmm. Lord of the Sabbath. And literally, I, I like to say that's Lord of the ceasing and yeah. not ceasing again of all work. It's the Lord of the end of putting function in order for the cosmos. I am yeah. the guy that did that. I am yeah. in charge of not going back into the first six days and trying yeah. to reorder things. It's the end of chaos. Yeah. So to answer your question again from earlier, uh, what what can we be doing? Where is it that God has given you gifts and talents to bring order, his order and function to chaotic situations in the world? And 
we all know people, we all have friends. We get the phone calls when chaos happens. Right. And then the question becomes not, do I want to, because who wants to step into chaotic situations? Yeah. Um, it's how have I been gifted to bring function and order to what's come across my plate, the chaos that is on my plate and that God brings me because that's how we bear his image in the world. And Jesus answers that statement by talking to the Pharisees. He says, uh, who would leave a sheep in a pit on the Sabbath? Everybody's going to get a sheep out of a pit because everybody knows sheep aren't supposed to be in pits. And that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean we understand what sheep are actually supposed to be doing because I don't know that, but, um, (laughs) and then he, yeah, just being dumb outside of pits, I guess. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so he finishes. So then it's lawful to do what's good on the Sabbath. And if we've expanded that idea away from one day a week to every day, what's lawful today to do good. And I think that goes back to the order of the first six days of creation where everything was good and it was good Mm. and it was good. It was very good. And that's, it's okay to bring function and order back to a world of chaos. That's what Sabbath is. And when we're doing that, when I do that, I, I I'm gifted to be a speaker. I speak in front of audiences. I love it. Uh, I'm nervous before it. And it takes a ton of my energy and I'm exhausted after it. But when I'm done, I'm jazzed because I know I've been in my place to be and and I'm doing the thing that I've been created to do. Yeah. And Hmm. that's what Sabbath is. And Hmm. each of us have something that we do that gets us jazzed about life. And that can be a bunch of little things that we don't get paid for or that we hope to someday get paid for. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Or it could be our main job, or it could be any combination of all those things. Yeah. And so that's why I just encourage people, let's rethink this idea, because I think we've gotten way off track, and mm-hmm. we're just treating symptoms, and we're not doing that very well at all. Most people just have abandoned the whole topic of Sabbath keeping just because it's, it's not fixing what's broken. Yeah. So as like a final question before we wrap up um if you're if we have people listening who have been like staunch sabbath is a day of physical rest believers or that's just their only experience with even the concept of sabbath like what what would you encourage people besides reading your book um to be (laughs) because we'll like we'll plug that in a second but what would be like step one toward moving toward a healthier view of rest if that you know like what's the baby step baby step of just like toe in the water um rest (laughs) yeah so put him on the spot with that one sorry yeah that was good Uh, i mean i wrote a book on it so hopefully i can answer that (laughs) um i would again i would just go back to jesus's statement i i use that often in matthew 11 Mm -hmm. 28 through 30 and just ask myself if I'm a person that has spent a ton of time and effort one for one day a week type understanding of this concept, mm-hmm. is that really what Jesus is offering? And yeah. unfortunately, in our modern theologies, we know that at the end of the story, we get to the end of Revelation, we know that rest is an all-encompassing, complete idea. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we think, and part of the problem is nobody wants to go to heaven because we think it's laying on a cloud, strumming harps and doing nothing all day. (laughs) (laughs) But if rest is, if rest is really ruling with God, heaven's going to be dramatically different than a lot of people think. And we've been invited into the process of experiencing that now. I mean, Jesus, Jesus talks about this idea of his ministry being a fulfillment of everything in the old Mm -hmm. Testament. And I believe that's true of Sabbath. So let's, let's broaden our topics the way Jesus is encouraging us to, Mm. and that we as a church, a large church, right? And several individual churches, but large church, we've just completely failed because we're doubling down on an Old Testament concept that is just a sliver of what Jesus is talking about. And so if I'm a person that has grown up in that, number one, let's acknowledge it's going to be rough because that's a paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. But that's what a lot of people are doing with a lot of church concepts right now is that deconstruction, reconstruction idea. So this is just ripe for people that have grown up thinking a certain way. And it's just be open to the idea of let's go back to the scriptures that I thought I knew what they were saying. And let's revisit some of those. And if Jesus is really offering us something bigger, thank God that he is because one day a week following a set of rules uh, just sounds boring. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You have, it's funny. The more I think about it, you have, Matthew 11, which is the thing. Then you have Matthew 12, which is uh, he's the Lord of Sabbath. Then you have Matthew 13, which is the uh, the the five, the kingdom of God is like this parables. And yeah. so you have this this train of thought that takes place, which is, uh, anyhow, I'm a, I'm a, I like to look at scripture that way. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I never thought of it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, you have that rest and Lord of the Sabbath and the kingdom of God is quite frankly, true, honest Sabbath. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, meeting us today and, and, and jumping on this call. Um, do you want to take a minute and plug anything you have going on? Obviously you have your book, plug that, but also your podcast, anything else you want to talk about? Feel free to do that. Where are they yeah, so I've got uh, yeah. the rethinking is kind of my moniker, uh, and yeah. it's not just mine; it's a lot of people's. But uh, rethinking scripture is the name of my podcast, and so I, yeah. I generally just dive in and uh, just revisit scriptures that where we thought we knew what it said, and kind of just <laughs> ask the question, you know, yeah. could this be talking about something different? Um, and lo and behold, that's the case a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the podcast, Rethinking Scripture, I got a website that goes with that, rethinkingscripture.com. And then uh, I've got Rethinking Rest, the book, uh, and the associated website that has small group materials. So if anybody's out there in a small group looking for material, uh, the study part of that is all online and it's free. I've got the end notes for the book up online, hyperlinked to everything. I'm trying to be as trendy as possible with that. I got (laughs) QR codes in my book. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> until QR codes aren't cool anymore, and then all of a sudden, yeah. we got a really dated book. But <laughs> yeah, 
for like, now these I'm funny pictures in, on right? this page yeah, yeah. hieroglyphs of the 20th yeah, <laughs> yeah. 21st totally. 21st whatever 21st totally uh, that's we'll when they used all... to use phone yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not just like the scanner in our yeah, yeah, eyeballs you're... and what was uh, the uh what was the what were the other projects you were currently working on you were working on an some other texts. Yeah. So I've got these, uh, projects and I've got the websites just started actually on uh, this last week. I got uh, landing pages set for all of them. So rethinking rest was my first project under the rethinking scripture, uh, kind of title. And then I've got rethinking Eden, which is just mm. going to be, what have we missed about this idea of uh, yeah. the second creation story in Genesis two and three and the story of Adam yeah. and Eve and, Walton did a whole book on that, which just absolutely blew my mind. And then uh, a lot of people you are didn't listen about to it. our podcast on it. Were we way off? Did you listen to that one? Uh, I haven't oh, listened to that, eight. but now that I oh. know it's there, I'm going to do there. it. It was like yeah. a, like four or five episodes ago. Yeah. Where we talked Good. about Eden. Oh. Yeah. Get, listen to it. Get back. Let's let yeah. us know. Send if it, and yeah, let me know if I'm way off. And how wrong. I will. No, I'm, I'm, <laughs> sure, right. I'm sure you're probably... You, you're Fair a guy that does your homework, so that's good. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. All right. So Rethinking Eden is going to be just basically bringing what other people are thinking and saying about the idea and how we've maybe constricted it again and are thinking mm -hmm. about too small about the idea. Yeah. Rethinking Babel, which is the not just mm -hmm. the Tower of Babel, where languages are confused, but yeah. then delving into this new concept new testament concept of speaking in tongues where yeah. multiple languages yeah, are been right. yeah. brought back under one moniker Ooh. of understanding and how the, those that's relate good. to each other that's good all right yeah Next then, we're getting you back on that's we'll good okay that. i, I yeah. definitely want to talk about that, that. I've, yes yes, I, yes i've got uh i've got a theory about speaking in tongues that nobody else is talking about and it it's yeah, like a glory, I got a glimpse so. of it. I want it. Yeah. I want it. We're <laughs> we'll coming up, back we'll on. We'll set up the date once we're done here. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. Um, and then good. rethinking conversion is my last one. Well, actually, no, I got two more. Rethinking conversion, which is just rereading the Gospels, uh, looking for yeah. Old Testament saints that mm -hmm. we're, we think are coming to an initial faith, but they're really just converting from Old Testament. And then my next book is going to be a retelling of the Advent story, so rethinking Advent. and. Ooh. Did you listen I'm going to write a Mary children's picture book that corrects all the problems with our yeah. our telling of Ooh, the. Oh, I love story. that. Yeah, yeah. Love don't that. just don't listen to our Mary, did you smash episode? <laughs> don't. <laughs> That was early days. That was, that was early. It's, yeah, just don't. We listen. still have rough ones. <laughs> we, we have some. <laughs> yeah, we got some. Uh, we, I've got some. I want to go back and and read. Yeah, 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 well, yeah. we will. Uh, we'll put all the links to all the things in the show notes. Um, yeah, absolutely. So right. you guys can find that and find Greg out there. Um, yeah, tongues has to happen soon though, because now I I want. I want us to continue on for another hour talking about this. Unfortunately, we have another <laughs> interview, yeah, yeah. or we could, but yeah. uh, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Give it some space. Yeah. We can think about it. Maybe see if you can come up with the same idea he did. I think I, he sense. said something. I was like, okay, I got it. <laughs> I'm right there. Um, we'll set it up. It, it'll be a thing soon. Unless he That'll hates us once we get off, and we'll see. No, just, <laughs> um, no but uh, no, that's awesome. We'll, like Jen said, we'll put all the the links in your show in the show notes. If you don't know what that is, anywhere you're listening, some you people really the, don't. You click the more thing, the more. Yeah, Look yeah. below. It, there's this links to what beers we're drinking. Any relevant notes from the episode? Links. Yeah. Books. Photos of us. That's right. No, that's not yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> a good try. <laughs> <laughs> 
See, he doesn't know. Um, no, but uh, thank you for joining us, Greg. It, it, it's good talking, and uh, hopefully we'll get you back on to talk about speaking in tongues. Yeah, tongues. Um, yeah, thank Let's you. Talk about it. Yeah, we'll Let's call it, it tonguing Thanks for with having Jesus. Me on. Oh, no, we won't. <laughs> we go for those <laughs> and, titles. And just, <laughs> yeah. uh, perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, and uh, have a great day. That was a really good conversation. Yeah. Make it sound so fake. <laughs> when we come back in. <laughs> that was so it good. actually that was, was really good. good. It was a really good conversation. <laughs> I'm, uh, the rest thing was He's fun. I'm, more, I'm way more excited about the next tongues conversation. Does that give you a little Sabbath in your soul to talk about tongues? tongues tonguing with Jesus? <laughs> I think uh, I, I will 100% call it that, Jen. Sorry. I yeah. don't. Text 661112. To vote for uh, yeah. what we're going to call this. If you spoke in tongues for the first time this Sunday, text oh, okay. 66111. I just want to like say or text <laughs> tonguing with Jesus to 66111. I'm for tongues. Yeah. Um, anyway, say, mm. let's so, talk about what Jesus. we talked about. So, today. no, but this would be something, no, worth saying though, next time we have them on, if there are any questions about uh, uh, speaking in tongues yeah. that we would like to address with Greg. Yeah. Feel free to let us know after you're done listening to this podcast so we can actually have notes yeah. from the listeners. Questions for Greg. Email them to us. We're really bad about pre-collecting questions yeah. that you guys uh, might have on topics we're coming up with. So knowing that is a thing that will happen. Yeah. Send us some questions. That we'll was put it so down good. Our notes. He mentioned it for a second. I knew exactly where he was going. And I was like, that's actually <laughs> I think a fantastic it, idea. What? We'll wait for it. I don't want to give it just away. I think just like even this whole thing of... And there are people obviously also talking about this alongside him, but just the idea of shifting. Yeah. How, I mean, his whole concept of rethinking so yeah. like, is very much like our reconstruction idea. Of, yeah. Like how many things need to be reframed in our minds yeah. around our faith. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. a lot. It's true. Yeah. yeah. That was a good conversation. So yeah. thanks again, Greg, for that. Um, Gregory. Gregory. <laughs> Gregory. Um, yeah, and uh, once again, thanks to Steve Lennox for the Steve, Steve Steve Lennox. quarter keg of beer. Steve <laughs> Lennox. <laughs> Next to us, uh, Prairie Street IPA. He is Rockford's master brewer. <laughs> Truth. And need... master plumber. And Kay. master all right, all right, whatever right. else he does. Uh, Ceremonies. We... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think he listens to this podcast anyway. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, that was a good conversation. We will be talking... Um, to several other guests coming up here, as we said. So uh, let us know if you have something you want to hear us touch on. We have not really circled back to any topics yet. Have, uh, somehow. Have we ever talked tongues? No. We have I mean, oh, just not I like not as a subject. We've like, like, made passing. fun of it. Yeah, in passing or said something but about I, it. But I think we would definitely need, well, I don't know much, so yeah. except that it's well, just scary. Do a little. Well, I went to a charismatic seminary, so I know a lot more. <laughs> okay. Well, and that. that guy probably knows more than I do. So yeah. Greg probably he's been looking at it. <laughs> All right. Well, in the meantime, he's been tonguing. Uh, Jesus. You can <laughs> you can go to our website christianeapodcast.com um, to find out all the things you can catch episodes on there you can see our faces unlike what evan said where you can see them on show notes uh you can buy us beer on there uh you can message us you can find all our socials everything you need uh you can also email us christianafpodcast at gmail.com next episode we'll be having a, a bottle of wine on chad 
That's what we've decided. Chad. Oh, Chad. We'll yes. Know. Chad, we still haven't spent your money. Well, Jesse spent your <clears throat> I spent money. Chad was but- the question guy. He, he We did a listener thing with Chad. Chad? Was it the same? It was the was same Chad. Chad. Yeah. I believe so. Um, I can't. Are there a lot of people named Chad? No. Our one fan named Chad. <laughs> That's like the one, <laughs> one fan right? named Chad. <laughs> Wasn't uh, Chad the guy who came in? Like your buddy Chad? Oh, I also, oh that's a different Chad. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I also wanted to call out uh, Mike Porter, who wrote oh, us a yeah, message. We got a message. Um, oh. And he loves the podcast, but he said he found us because he had an idea of starting a social media profile named Christian AF. So he searched to see if it was an original idea. Apparently it wasn't. I'm so glad yeah. you had the idea before me because you're doing much better with it than I could ever hope to. That's right. Definitely going to buy you some beer <laughs> when I can. Thanks for all you do, Mike. And I just want to say thanks, Mike. Thanks. Where's Mike that? from? Mike, where are you from? Let us uh, know. I don't know if he said. We don't uh, know. Fort Lauderdale. He did not say. <laughs> just specifically. For- <laughs> but we just, uh, it's It'd cool. It'd be awesome. He's like, I'm from Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> like, how'd you know? <laughs> it's cool to uh, get little notes from you guys so that we know yeah. people are listening We're not to talking us. to a wall. And it's just so not me and guys. these boys in this room Being inappropriate. Yeah. although i yeah. guarantee his social media posts would have been like christian af and like dumb memes yeah probably like, funnier dumb, than we are probably, yeah i yeah. thought about doing that but then i don't have mike the time do you want to be on dumb memes <laughs> like christian af xbox night xbox night <laughs> maybe hey maybe. mike do you want to run our social media yeah mike yeah. <laughs> we can't pay it we don't have time for but, that but, but we would re- appreciate the heck out of you or just you start know? the fan just start the fan club mike yeah. Would it bring you rest yeah, if to we run have, our social yeah. media? At least if we have fans running our stuff, then, you know. That's, that's a great yeah, idea. Uh, then I don't have to do it. That's a way better idea. Anyway, uh, so question until next time, question your pastor. Question your, your faith, your, your church, church rest. and your, your, Sabbath. your, your, your idea, idea of Sabbath Sab- and rest. Sabbath. Could we have Sabbath. talked over each other more Shabbat. in that 10 seconds? And rest. Shabbat. Was Hallelujah. Barack. Barack. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Shabbat. Again, this is like, like an SNL sketch. We need a video. <laughs> we need video of when you guys do that, where you start singing some random Christian song that I don't know. Because my face is just like, you can't see it because it's. Anyway. We should start the YouTube. Yeah. I don't want. Then I have to like. You no. set up cry. the lights. You guys can't see this, but Jesse <laughs> set up some pointless lights. pointless lights today <laughs> to look cool for Greg. All right. Um, Until next time. I'm Evan. Wow. Just shut well, it down. This is a long outro. They're all gone. All right, right I'm now. Evan. They like it. I'm Evan. I'm Jesse. I'm Jen. That this was Christian. Yeah. Hey, uh, Thank you.